Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to the show. Here we go. Let's see if this works. See, see, if, see if we get some. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I had a baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh. Welcome, everyone, back to the show. Coming at you live, straight from Facebook. Live. Let's turn that down a little bit. Let's turn that guy down a little bit. Just a little. Just a little. This is episode 17. I know you guys have been waiting for another another show where I just talk into the microphone. Here I am. This time we're going live. We're trying, trying this on Facebook Live. Um... It's been a little quiet on the show recently, and that's because uh, I had a baby. I had a baby, and I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you the gender yet. We did find out. We did find out the gender. I'll tell you the gender in a little bit, but um, I just want to get acquainted to the situation here, the situation that's going on. Hmm. I have some announcements. Some more announcements. More than just having a baby. I have some announcements. And, um, what else? We're, we're gonna answer some voicemails. Hopefully you can hear me in this mix. I gotta turn something down somewhere. This is... Woo! It's a complicated... It's a complicated setup we have here, but... But, um, I like it. I like what's going on here. Um, also, uh, you know, I put up... I put up that you could call in live kind of dreading that i hope someone doesn't but if they do we'll try to take it we'll take it so anyways we're just gonna we're just gonna lower this down a little bit i can't hear myself as well as i thought i want to hear myself a little more i want to i want more more me i want more me in my headphones anyways um where where's where's my show notes um as always uh, i try not to have ads on the show this is just like a, a love project here this is a this is a a project of love so you can support the show on patreon.com slash the show. We got some people already, some some patrons that are part of the show. Uh, Tim Glemkowski, Steve Bush, and Katie Kuchar. I think it's Katie Katie Kuhar. Well, more on that later. She she left us a voicemail. And um, I just listened to the first couple seconds, and I think I've been saying her last name wrong. Anyways, welcome back to the show. Man, this is... This is this is this is it, man. This is it, guys. We've made it. So, this is my office here. You can kind of see in the video. Those of you listening at home, you probably can't hear it or you can't see it. Um. So yeah, let's just let's just get right in. Let's dive right in. Oh, I still want that. Whoa, what's going on? Okay, maybe no music. Let's just not let's not do music for a little bit here. Um. Welcome everyone. Hope you're enjoying. Um, it's Monday. It's April second, Monday, April second, the day after Easter. There's a word for that, but I forget what it is. Um, so yeah, some announcements. It's e- it, Happy Easter. Um, celebrated Easter yesterday. All my kids are gone because we had a baby. We had a baby, and. Um, and yeah, what else was he going to say? Some other announcements. Oh, other announcements. Um, we're going to try to do this show. I know we're doing this show live like this right now, but we're going to try to do it even more live. Um, coming up here soon, April 17th. Let's see. April 17th in Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas. Tony Vicinda is going to be in town. <laughs> this is so... Sometimes I'm like, my hobbies are so weird. What am I doing? This is what happens when you have when you have an overestimation of your abilities. You just like are hyper confident. Hyper confident that you could do anything. Like, sure, I could start a show. I could I could do that. I could do a show. But then you're also hyper critical of yourself. So so you you know, you do you're like, sure, let's do that. Let's start a podcast. Let's see this live. And then uh and then you're and then you're hyper critical. Hyper critical. Anyways. Uh Tony Vicinda, he's been on the show. He has a podcast called The Threshold Podcast. And he's going to be in town. And we thought, what the heck? Let's just try it. Let's try to do a live show. Again, you know, over, over, uh, overestimation of, of yourself, overconfidence, 
overconfidence. That's what we have. So anyways, no one knows what this podcast show is about. No one knows what this live show. So we, we decided to call it a show about transitions and me and Tony are going to just do, just going to do our thing. You know, um, I think there's a, there's a, there's a section of the population that's born with this weird gene where we just like, we like hearing ourselves talk into a microphone. We also enjoy attention and that's, you know, that's a combination that <laughs> just creates, creates a lot of stuff like this. So April 17th, if you guys want to join us in Oak Cliff, we're not sure where yet. We're still working on a location, uh, April 17th in Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas. Uh, we're going to do a little live show, a variety show, and we're cooking up some, some different, I don't know, some different Easter eggs, if you will. So I had a baby. It's wonderful. We've been waiting nine months. I think that was long enough. Uh, we had a baby here at our house. We have all our babies at home. Um, you know, because we're edgy like that because we're millennials and we can't do things normal, but we had our baby at home in this house. This is, we've christened this house. Finally, officially, we finally had a baby in this home, our new home here in this, here in the studio. You can see it if you're watching at home, if you're watching on Facebook, um, we've had all of our babies. We've had all of our babies in our homes. Um, so when I was in 10th grade in anatomy and physiology, Mrs. Sanchez in Riverview, Riverview high school in Riverview, Florida, um, I was much, I was much, I was much quieter, much quieter then. Um, but we had, uh, yeah, in anatomy and physiology, we talked about midwifery and, um, this was something that, you know, at a young age, it was impressed upon me that, that, uh, I was at least open to the idea. And then when I met my wife, Danielle, we, yeah, we decided uh, she was also interested in, in having, having a baby at home because why not? Um, and so, yeah, so we had, we had, uh, all of our kids in homes. The first two kids we had, we had in a very small apartment <laughs> and that I'm sure our neighbors were very concerned because I don't know if you know this, but having a child is not, it's not like a quiet, it's not a quiet thing. You can't do it during a, like an orchestral performance. Cause you'll disrupt at least the violinists, the violas, possibly the, possibly the cellos. The bass players don't care. Bass players in an orchestra, they don't really care. Um, they, they don't pay attention to anything really. So it's not very quiet having a baby. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you ever had, uh, seen, so now I'll say having a baby at home <laughs> is not a quiet, it's not a quiet thing. Um, and when we were having our baby, we were having our baby upstairs and, um, and I realized halfway through that a window was open. So you don't want any, you don't want the cops to get called on you in the middle of a bait. You know, there's just a lot of levels. <laughs> there's a lot of levels to that. You know, the, you know, the cops show up and your wife is screaming upstairs and you're like, we're having a baby and the cop doesn't understand that you can have babies at home. He's not really sure. He's like, hold on, let me go read the book. I got to figure out if this is allowed. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he does know about it. Anyways, you don't, it's, you know, it's a bad look. And also you stress out your wife because the cops show up, you're having a baby. Um, and then the cops show up, you know, your wife. So like, you know, my, my wife was doing, um, this thing called hip hypnobirthing or something. I don't know. You try to like, you just put a lot of positive, a positivity. You, you listen to this like track. It's very soothing and it, you know, it's telling you to say peace and stuff like that. And so you, you know, you're trying to keep everything calm. I don't know how many of you have had babies, but you know, you try to, you try, you got to try to keep everything calm. You know, you don't cook any bacon. I got in trouble for that. You're not supposed to cook bacon. Cause your wife has, um, has like Wolverine like superpowers. I mean, she's like a, she's like a mutant. She can smell, she could smell someone cooking bacon from, I don't know, a state over. She smells everyone cooking bacon at all times. So it was, that bothered her. You know, you want to be, you got to be sensitive when your wife's having a baby. And so you want everything to be kind of calm. You know, you want everything to be calm. Um, <laughs> So, 
So I was not really good at helping out as a husband. I'm just going to be honest. I wasn't really good for a long time helping with the babies come out. But, you know, we have our babies at home, so it's a lot it's a lot less stressful, you know? You don't have to have sterile gloves on. You know, you can you can be in your own bed. You know, if you have to if you have to relieve yourself in a in a toilet, you're not afraid it's going to be high, you know that like like toilets in hospitals are really cold. Um yeah. So so you can have it in your own home. Oh, and so what I was saying was we had a we had a, you have to be careful when you have a baby at home about about noise, right? And but you don't want to you don't want to freak your wife out. You don't want to make her feel self conscious of the noise. Uh, you know, you don't want your wife to feel self conscious about the noise, and so you might you know you just make her feel. Maybe you start making noises too, right? She's making noises. You're making you know she's making peace. You know, as peaceful as you can be, pushing a baby out of your body. Um, you want to make her feel. <laughs> you want to make her feel. Like it's okay. Um, so we have four other kids and uh, one of our kids, Elijah, just – we kind of laid him down for a nap around the time my wife decided to push a human out of her. And uh, <laughs> I thought he was crying. I went to check on him and he was he – w- he actually wanted my wife to feel more at ease I guess too uh, because he was, <laughs> he was mimicking the noises my wife was making. So you could hear – if you can imagine a two-year-old in another room um, pretending to have a baby – that's what, you know, it just sounded, uh, <laughs> it just sounded like that. So that was hilarious, but we had a baby and I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're dying to know, um, what gender it is. You ask, thanks for asking. Well, we have, we have four boys right now. And so the question on everyone's mind was going to be, is this fifth one going to be a boy? Right. And, um, you know, we have, we have four boys. Well, that you know, we have five kids now, but you know, we have. Uh, a f- almost six-year-old, almost five-year-old, or no, almost six-year-old, five-year-old, four-year-old, and like two-ish, two two-and-a-half-year-old. And so, uh, so yeah, everyone was wondering. Everyone was wondering, what is this going to be? And and we, you know, we were in this weird place where we wanted a girl, but we didn't want to. You know, we didn't want to. We didn't want to. We didn't want to be disappointed. If you know, you don't. The last thing you want to do is have a. It's one of the most miraculous things. Um, one of the most miraculous things you can ever witness. One of the most miraculous things that happen to you in your life. And if you, uh, if if your own child, that that you've you know taken care of and grown inside your body for nine months comes out, and then you're like, oh, right. That's a bad. That's a bad look. That's a bad look. So, so we were all wondering, but we were trying not to get our hopes up. And um, like I said, I've given you know I, I've given birth. <laughs> I haven't given birth. I've been I've been present. I have been the main deliverer. Our midwife was there, but the main deliverer in a lot of my kids' births, and they were all boys. And so uh, when when this child came out, uh, and I'll just I'll just say it: it was a girl. It was a girl. So I know. I know. Congratulations. Here, we'll give a little bit of this. It was a girl. It came out and we, you know, everyone was thinking, oh, where is it? Here we go. I have a girl. So anyways, um, Katiri, we named her Katiri after, uh, after the saint, the North American saint. Well, I think one of the first, I think the first North American saint to be canonized, St. Katiri Tekawitha. She was a a Native American. So, you know, there you go. Um, so that, you know, that's, things have been a little quiet around here. Oh, well, I guess quiet on the podcast. Um, we have lots of guests kind of lined up, but we're kind of, we're kind of waiting in, we're kind of, kind of waiting for things to die down a little bit. You know, I'm taking paternity leave, like a responsible father. Anyways, when the baby came out, uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of like unsure because uh, you know I'm used to seeing uh, boy parts, and and uh, you know I was a little like, huh? Wait, really? Is it really? And then my wife was like, "What is it?" I was like, uh, "Hold on, we're trying to figure that out." I don't know why I said that, but I was like, "Hold on, we're trying to figure that out." Um, so that would that would that was strange. So that that was strange. But but uh, but yeah, we had a we had a baby, and it was a girl. Congratulations! All right, enough of that. Anyways, happy Easter. Easter was yesterday, Holy Week was last week, and Easter, I don't know if, 
you guys, you know, if you're listening, I hope, I hope, you know, I kind of hope people that don't celebrate Easter listen to this. I was just going to say, if all of you celebrate Easter, um, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this is like, I mean, I'm Catholic. I celebrate Easter, but I'm, I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking, um, that this has to be a quote unquote Catholic podcast or a Catholic show. It's just, it's just me doing stuff in you know, this podcast format that I really like. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to have, doesn't have to have any kind of, um, I don't know. It, do, it doesn't have an agenda. It's just me. And so, you know, and I'm not, I'm not assuming that everyone that listens to it is Catholic. I think, I think, uh, people of all religious affiliations or, or, um, hairstyles or political affiliations, or, you know, maybe you have your kids in a hospital too, or not too. Maybe you have your kids in a hospital. That's fine. You can listen to this show. It's no judgment. Um, but anyways, I'm Catholic celebrated Easter. So, you know, if you celebrate happy Easter, if you don't celebrate Easter, you know, wish me happy Easter and you, uh, happy normal week, you know, or maybe it's your birthday, who knows? So, um, I'm, I think a lot of people, it's interesting. Uh, I think a lot of people know this, but at a lot of churches around, you know, around the world, I guess, but in the nation, uh, even people that don't necessarily go to church very often, they'll show up for Easter. They'll show up for Easter mass. Uh, I'm not sure why I've never been in that situation. No judgment. Just, you know, just stating a fact, just saying fact that, uh, you know, people show up, lots of people show up. And so I think it is some, I think Easter is a cultural thing that, uh, is kind of part of people know about it. Let's just say that people know about it. I think a lot of people, at least if they're not, if they're not extremely religious, they at least, uh, might hide an egg. They might hide an egg or two around the house. I remember growing up, uh, we hid eggs, man. My parents hid eggs for the longest time till we were very, <laughs> till we were probably too old. I think until we started saying, maybe we don't want to look for eggs around the house anymore. They would hide those little, um, those little chocolate milk, chocolate eggs, those little tiny eggs that had the aluminum foil around them. They look like a suppository and you just hide them all over the house. And hopefully you don't have dogs because dogs will eat that and apparently die because they don't, you know, dogs don't in chocolate. Anyways, you'd hide them all around the house and they were the perfect kind of little size. You could hide them like, you know, I don't know. You could hide them just in a little corner. You could hide them on a chair. You could hide it in a, you know, under a pot. Um, what was fun though, is we would, you know, you, my parents, because they're cheap, they're just cheap little eggs, man, you could buy, you could buy a couple pounds of, of these eggs. You probably buy a couple thousand. You just hide them throughout the whole house and, um, you probably weren't going to remember where you hit all of them. So, so we'd be finding those eggs around Christmas time. We'd be finding them, you know, we'd be finding eggs all year round. You just find a little egg. Uh, and sometimes you'd even find them the next, the following Easter, maybe. So you weren't even sure, uh, you know, you hide a, a specific amount of eggs and, and then, you know, you find more than you hid, you know, something maybe, you, you know, you got better, you got better the next year. So, so that was fun. I remember memories of that memories of, um, going to Easter mass. I'm going to be honest. Okay. And this is, this is a confession time. Uh, I feel comfortable sharing this with you because, because <laughs> you can't say anything back, but I just want to process this. I want to talk about this because I think people, I think people can relate to this. Um, I, I don't know what, like I grew up going to a lot of mass church on Sundays and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because I have adult onset ADD or I just uh, can't sit still or whatever it is. I I dread long mass. I dread, I dread long church services. I dread long masses. Um, I don't know if it's you know low blood sugar and maybe I get. I don't know if you've ever felt that feeling like like you're um, you're just tired. You know, it's just that, that level, if you've ever not eaten and then you get really hungry and then you get hangry and grumpy, I don't know. I just, for some reason that 
just I, I have a hard time standing in one place. I got back problems. You know, my back just kind of gets kind of, you know, I'd, I'm just standing in one place for a long time and listening to someone else talk and not being able to talk. <laughs> and, you know, and I, you know, I'm trying to be very prayerful. I really do. You know, I, you know, I, I intellectually know that mass is important. Mass is one of the, you know, it's a sort the Eucharist is a source and summit of our faith. I mean, it's, it's the most important thing. I mean, you're participating in heaven on earth and it's all amazing, but, but physically there's this battle and I, I just don't maybe, um, you know, growing up the church we went to, uh, you know, mass was pretty long. Mass was pretty long. So I don't know. I have some of that going on anyways. Happy Easter. Uh, you know, Easter lasts longer than just, um, Easter lasts longer than just one day, you know, Easter, uh, you know, Easter lasts a little bit. So just keep that in mind. Uh, especially if you're, you know, if you're finding Easter eggs and you get a little, you get a little upset about that. Just remember Easter is more than a day. And, um, what else? Oh, uh, I saw, here's a little news. We need like a news clip. We need like a news sound. What about this? What about here? Uh, this next spot is something that I thought would be good to know. It's good to know. Okay. So, um, it turns out, uh, Google, Google does not celebrate Easter. I don't know if you heard this, but Google, Google doesn't celebrate Easter. Let's read this article. This is, um, I'm not going to say where this is from because I don't like where it's from. But anyway, saw this online for the 18th year in a row. Google has no doodle to celebrate Easter and Christians are angry on this holy day. I am outraged. I am outraged that Google didn't doodle about my holiday about, well, about my holy day. About my Christian uh, faith. Um, I'm not that mad, actually. I don't care. Do whatever you want, Google. I, I I don't know. I don't get mad about this stuff. I do understand that. I do understand that when you know Google doodles about all sorts of weird stuff. I'm learning new things every every time I Google. Uh, every time I go to Google, let's go to Google.com right now and let's see. This is just happening live. We're just figuring this out, right? We go to Google.com. What do they got? No doodles, nothing. Um, but you know, sometimes I go to Google and they're celebrating some weird, obscure, uh, you know, like, you know, Himalayan, um, rice farmer name, you know, like this, some fame, you know, famous Himalayan rice farmer, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, they're celebrating all sorts of weird things. So I do understand that when, you know, they're celebrating all these weird things and all these other different, you know, religions and faiths and ways of life and hairstyles, you know, they're celebrating those. I, I do get that. And then on Easter, you're like, you know, you wake up and you're like, yes, you know, you're so excited. It's Easter. Awesome. You know, I'll hide my eggs and I can't wait to see. Surely Google will have a doodle about my holiday and, you know, and you're so excited and, you know, you've been waiting all week, like, man, what are they going to, you know, are they going to draw an egg? Are they going to draw a bunny? Um, you know, you know that Google's probably not going to draw Jesus, but you're like, whoa, maybe, you know, maybe this is my day. This is my day to be on the Google homepage. That's what you're thinking. You're thinking today's the day I get on the Google homepage. Uh, and you're very excited. You're like, Tell texting all your friends, or maybe you're sending like an email chain. You just click like reply all, you know, everyone in your address book. And you're like, today's the day that we get to see a Google doodle of Easter. Like it's going to be so, wow, you know, we've made it. Um, and then, you know, you like log, maybe you make a cup of coffee first because, you know, it's going to be exciting and you, you gather your family around and you, uh, you know, you, you pull up google.com and then you're just like, what? Wait, where's our doodle? You know, and you're just destroyed. Like, I understand you can get very, you could get, you know, that could really mess with a person that could really mess you up. Um, no doodle, 
no doodle on Easter. And then you have to go, you know, to just get your doodle fixed, you go to oodles of doodles uh, on Instagram and just kind of, please just give me some doodles. But no, I don't care. I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really care. Like I get it, but I'm not, I'm not expecting businesses that I use to represent me. Like I'm not, you know, my personal views or my lifestyle. Like I'm not like whatever. I I don't know. Maybe that's a bad way to look at it, but I just wanted to share that. This is not, you know, this isn't a show that's supposed to teach you anything. This is just us kind of hanging out. We got some voicemails that I want to go through. Um, got some voicemails. We're going to, we're going to listen to, uh, what else do we got? Where's my show notes? Here we go. Let's see. I want, I had some things I wanted to talk about. Um, man, again, I'm really excited about a show about transitions. April 17th, Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas. Oak Cliff, I think is a suburb of Dallas, Texas, but, uh, we're going to try to do a live show thing. So just come out to that. It's going to be a live recording of the threshold podcast and the show. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be weird. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't even know if we can do it. If you want to support the show, support weird things like this and all the interviews we got coming up. Um, got some really good interviews. If you want to see who we're going to be interviewing, you can submit questions. You can submit some suggestions. You know what? I'll post a picture of, you know, just to, this is probably wrong. This is probably wrong, but I'll, you know, I'll post a picture of, uh, of our baby. Patreon supporters can see a picture of our baby because that's what you really want. To see what to see what a Mitchell babe a Mitchell female baby looks like, um, Katiri, we're gonna post maybe post a picture of her on there. Anyways, um, so Google doesn't celebrate Easter. You know it doesn't. You know who else doesn't celebrate Easter? Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven doesn't celebrate Easter. Are we mad about that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not mad about that. I don't care. Um, so anyways, what else? Oh, um, I want, you know, here's more, here's another, here's another little tidbit here because, you know, we don't want to teach, but we do want to talk about things that might be good to know that are just interesting. So here we go. Let's get another, let's get another one of this. Did you know? Okay. So, um, when I was in, when I was in college, we uh, we did a study abroad program in Austria. So in Franciscan University of Steubenville, it's a small Catholic college in uh, Ohio. And um, when when I was there, we studied abroad in Europe, in Austria. Got to travel, and uh, we traveled during. We actually traveled during Holy Week ish to Greece, and um, I think we were in Greece either before. I think we were in Greece like. Yeah, after Easter. We made it to Greece after Easter. And um I remember my now wife Danielle. Danielle and I, we were dating you know, dating at the time. We were traveling to Greece with a bunch of other people, but I think Danielle and I for some reason had to catch some bus somewhere. Um so anyways, we're at this bus station in Greece and waiting for the bus and there was a little um like a little shop, like a little and I guess it's different in Greece. I mean, if I would not shop for clothes at a bus station here in America, that's just me. But in Greece, you know, and and for some reason, when you go to a foreign country, like everything's cool. So even if in Greece, maybe most people are like, Ooh, we don't shop for dresses at the bus station. Like that's weird for us. It was, it's cool. Cause it's like, it's, it's Greek, you know, it's, Oh wow. Greek, Greek dresses. Right. So we're like just kind of killing time. And, um, uh, you know, it was a really beautiful moment because, uh, we're killing time. And then this older woman, uh, comes up to us and she doesn't speak English and we don't speak Greek. And, um, but she, you know, my wife is kind of my girlfriend. Danielle was looking through some dresses and, you know, she kind of saw us and, you know, there's a way that you can talk to people that don't speak your language. Like there's a, it's really actually pretty interesting how, you and someone else, if you don't speak the same language and you just kind of remove, you rem, you know, you remove that common language, but there is kind of this, you know, you kind of still, you still talk, but, but there's kind of like a gesticulating kind of, um, 
you know, you, you, you can communicate to a certain extent, especially if both parties are interested in communicating. Now, that's not the case in France. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Some of the some of the cops in France, they don't care. Even if they do speak English, they're like, we are sorry. And, um, uh, yeah, my wife caught caught a cop line. He said he didn't speak English, but he did. He did. And um, that was sad. So we're in Greece and we're looking through, the, you know, these, you know, my wife's kind of perusing some of these dresses and this woman comes up to us. And at, at first, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty, it was pretty strange because she's asking us about, you know, we're kind of telling her that we're students and we're, you know, traveling. We're from the United States, which she could, you know, she understood USA, you know, USA, USA. Um, I got like halfway through the star spangled banner and then she's like, okay, gotcha. Um, and then, and then she was, she kept saying this phrase and then pointing up to the sky and, and we were both kind of confused. She'd been, she'd been very, very sweet up, (laughs) up until this point. But, but then she was kind of like, she kept saying this phrase and then pointing at us and then, you know, saying this phrase and like pointing at the sky and at one point she started uh she started buying like a sheep. She's like ba like pointing at us and pointing up at the sky. Um I think she might have made the sign of the cross a few times, but they do it different over there. So we we were like, okay, what um and she was saying happy Easter to us. She was saying happy Easter to us in Greek. She was saying, let's see, let's see if I can get it. She was saying Christos Anesti, I think. Which means which means Christ is risen, but I think she was also saying something about the lamb. I think she was saying pa- Pasch or Pasch or something. Um, here, here it is. Let's listen to this. And also say Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Which translates to Christ has risen. See, it translates to Christ is risen. And then you're supposed to say back this right here. Christos Anesti to you, you would reply, Alithos Anesti. Alithos which Anesti. Means, Truly he has risen. Truly. So so she was saying Christos Anesti, but, but she was saying something about the Passover or the Pasch. And, um, but when we figured it out, it was amazing. When we figured it out, it was that was really cool. Like it was it was really cool to be in a completely different world, uh, a completely different country. I mean, it's one thing to be in Europe, but to be in Greece for me was, was, uh, I mean, you know, with Greek written on everything, it would, you know, it's one thing to be in a one of the romantic languages, you know, like, like, uh, Spanish or, uh, you know, even German a little bit, but that's not a romantic language, but, uh, what is it? Spanish, Italian, you can kind of, you know, you kind of understand a little bit what's going on or you have some, but I had nothing other than sisterhood of the traveling pants, which I'd never seen. Just want to throw that out there. Um, you know, I'd heard of it. Let's just say, you know, I, I didn't really have, I didn't really have much to go on with Greece. Like, I, like I, I didn't know anything of what to expect. So to be there and, and make that connection with someone over, over, you know, a very significant Holy day, a very significant celebration. Uh, and she was so sweet. And that was, you know, I always remember that when I think of Easter. I just remember that that exchange and how this historic event that happened 2000 years ago uh we're still you know we're still as a you know there's still this huge group of people in the world that commemorate this historic event and yeah that just seems crazy that that across all of these different countries and languages across all of these all of these different you know uh ethnicities that that we're all celebrating this one historic event um that i believe happened that i you know that it, that it, that it's an actual historical event um you know you know as catholics we believe that it's kind of it's kind of the center of all of it it's kind of the center of why we believe any of it like it's like it's the most important fact like if if christianity didn't attest to a historical r- resurrection of the dead of of a 
of a guy who said he was God, then it it's a totally different thing, I think. It's a totally different thing. I mean, um, other religions, uh, you know, people talk about a way to live or a way of life or, you know, they have different beliefs about, I think, I think every, every religion needs to answer the question of suffering or every religion needs to answer the question of what happens after we die or why, why are we even here and where are we going? You know, when we die, what happens? Uh, everyone, whether you're religious or not, you have to answer that question or you, or, and even if you don't answer it, you don't write it down. You, you at least you're living in some kind of way. Your life is living in some way that indicates what you believe about that. So, um, I, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, me personally of all the religions, Christianity attesting to this historical moment, whether you believe it or not, but I mean, it's attesting to this one strange historical event uh, that all the apostles, except for one, all the apostles died attesting to that this guy rose from the dead. And and here's this is what I think about sometimes. Okay, let's just let's just like, what if it was true? Like, what if it was true? This is what I don't get sometimes about. Um, What's that guy's name? Neil deGrasse Tyson and some of these scientists that they go a little too far with scientism, I think. Uh, you know, they're always like, oh, Christians aren't – they're not open to facts. They're not open to these things. Um, and what if – what if someone did – What sometimes I just feel like scientists aren't open. They aren't open to the idea of God. Like what if there is a God? Um, you have to kind of in the scientific uh, – world you have to be open to being wrong you also have to be open to it's crazy possibilities right like there was a time when um you know people were not that open to the idea that that the world was maybe round or that the world revolved around the sun uh they, you know maybe they thought the sun revolved around the, the world you know like like you have to be open to the idea that you, your paradigm could be exploded your paradigm could be um changed and so you know what if so maybe you're an atheist maybe you maybe you're agnostic maybe you don't believe in christianity but yeah you know you kind of have to ask yourself that this question okay what if it were true if it were true i don't know i don't know if this is going to make sense but my whole life i've always kind of thought about this if it were true like wouldn't it play out exactly how it's playing out like wouldn't it like wouldn't we still not believe it? Like what like what would what would God have to do to make us all be- believe him without without kind of just destroying our free will. Anyways, I don't know. This just like it would still be like this. We'd still we'd still not believe it that much. You know, there'd still be people that would like, like not believe it. So, I don't know. That's just a weird thing. So, anyways, we got some voicemails uh we want to listen to um again you can you can call in and leave a voicemail at 817-527-1423 every now and then we do these these uh episodes where i just turn the microphone on and drink a ton of coffee and just you know just see how long i can go um you know we got some fun things here uh we got some voicemails so let's just get into these voicemails um hope you're doing good happy easter uh, again and um let's just see here what we got let's go to let's go to our voicemails Let's see. I don't really list uh, one. I started playing, but I didn't. I didn't go all the way through it. I normally don't listen to these. We just kind of take them as they come. So let's see. Let's listen to this one. Oh, oh. Let's go back. There we go. Good morning, Edmund Mitchell Show. This is Katie Kuhar. Hi, Katie Kuhar. I am so sorry. I I. So this is Katie Kuhar, who I think I've been saying her name wrong, but uh, she's a longtime just fan. Because um, I think she she was supporting supporting Lumi Box for the longest time, uh, and then came over and now is supporting uh, the show on patreon.com slash the show. And I think I've been saying her name wrong. I think I've been pronouncing it Katie Kuchar. Anyways, I am calling in to introduce myself. I am from a little town in Payette, Idaho. Payette, Idaho. I know nothing about Payette, Idaho. Let's look it up. Payette, Idaho. Those of you who are just very geographically, um, you know, 
you understand these things. Payette, Idaho. The population was 7,433 at the 2010 census. So uh, Payette, Idaho. Sounds like a lot going on there. It's just a hotbed of innovation and probably a lot of probably a lot of breakfast diners. There's probably I'm gonna imagine there's probably I'm gonna guess four breakfast diners, probably at least one bed and breakfast. There's probably a few like historic brick buildings. Like I bet the post office in Payette, Idaho, is like a historic brick building. Uh, probably one main street, and I'm gonna guess maybe 45 minutes the closest Walmart. Uh, let's sorry. Let's listen to the rest of this. In the United States. And I just wanted to say hi and promote the show. It's a great show. I love the real conversation that happens. Thank you. Sorry, I, I keep interrupting. Thank you, Katie. That's so that's so nice. There. Um, I have a question for Edmund. How do you balance? How do you balance your work and your ministry and your prayer life mm. and your time with your wife and your family? Good question. I want to know because I'm kind of in the same boat. I have five little kids, six and under. Mm. So I'd love some tips. Anyway. Great show. Love it. Bye. Oh, that was great. Well, thanks, Katie. Uh, thanks a lot. Wow. Wow. So you have five kids under six. Congrat. You get a, you get a, you get a medal of some sort. Um, yeah, we, we also have five kids, six and under. Yeah. Five kids, six and under now. Uh, well, our oldest isn't six yet. So technically five kids, five and under, which don't try to do the math on that. Okay. My wife, you know, my wife's upstairs. And, uh, she can't come downstairs because, because she had the baby upstairs and you're not allowed to go up and downstairs like right after you have the baby. Cause you're supposed to recover. So she's kind of trapped up there, but she did print off. She, we have like a wireless printer here. <laughs> I did find her printing off, uh, some natural family planning charts. So I'm getting the hint that we do not want to have six under six. So, um, great question. How do you balance how do you balance your work and your ministry? Okay. So a little background. Uh, I work at a church. I've worked at a church for the last, well, I've worked at, yeah, I worked at a church for the last seven years of my life. Um, I was in youth ministry for, for basically seven years. And then just recently, uh, transitioned a little bit into full-time as just a director of the whole department. So I'm, I'm more, you know, um, and instead of being one ministry focused, I'm more thinking about, uh, parish wide stuff, which I'm nervous about, but I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to move in that direction and be thinking more in the adult category, but, but also just helping pastor parish wide. So church life, for those of you who don't know people that, um, that work for a church, church life is, can get kind of, uh, kind of crazy. You know, you have evening meetings, or if you're a youth minister, right? You, I mean, youth ministers, God help them and us because, yeah, like you're having to do a lot. Of, you know, have to do a lot of weekends, or maybe you go on a week long summer camp. Uh, you know, you go for overnight retreats or whatever. Like, you're spending a lot of time. Plus, you're spending time maybe trying to reach out to adults and and teens and go to the football games, go to all these things. And uh, it can be hard. It can be really hard to balance all of that. So, um, so yeah. So how do you balance? So, okay. So I was going to say, so we got the church job, which already takes up a ton of time, maybe more you know, it's not like you just go nine to five, punch in and punch out, uh, which some jobs are like that, right? Like some jobs, it's just, there's no clear end. You just kind of keep going. So you church job. Um, I always have been doing weird stuff like this. So whether it's like websites or podcasts, or, uh, we started a subscription box company, Catholic subscription box company, lumibox.co, uh, .co. And so me and my wife do that. Um, I tried writing a book back when, and you know, I've kind of put out some other semi book like projects and stuff like that. So, so I get this question a lot. I get this question a whole lot. Um, and you know, having lots of kids that, that is, that's hard to you to balance all that. And I'll say this, like, I, like, I, I don't have the perfect answer. Um, I was really bad at this when my wife and I first got married. Uh, but a few things, first of all, I don't, I don't really like, this is my fun time. So when people see me doing all this weird stuff and they're like, Oh my gosh, I just don't know how you have time for that. A lot of times I'll just ask like, well, do you watch like the first thing I've found that helps is to just say, well, do you watch TV? And when they say, yeah, yeah, we love TV. I just, I just say, I, I don't watch TV really. Like I just, 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I'll watch a movie now and then, or you know, I did I did binge watch Stranger Things and Stran- the you know in the second season. But this this is this is my downtime. This is my fun time. I don't know why I have this like itch. Maybe it's um, yeah, maybe it's uh, a heightened sense of self importance. You know, like a like a too high sense of self importance that I have to create stuff and put it out in the world. Maybe it's uh, maybe I'm like craving attention. Maybe there's some type of weird. Uh, just some weird, maybe I got hit in the head. Um, but I just really like making stuff and putting it out there. I've always liked that writing, crafting something and putting it out there and being creative. Um, so I've just kind of always been this way, even when I wasn't doing it, even before, you know, I, I kind of like came online, got, got in the online website world, blogging type stuff, I think around 2012, but even up until that point, I had been constantly thinking about, well, you know, putting stuff out. So, but this is just, I just have an itch. It's just, I have to do it. It's just stuff I love. It's just, um, it's what occupies my free time when I'm thinking, uh, or when I, you know, when I'm alone. So I don't, I don't really watch TV. I don't, you know, uh, you know, my wife could have married someone who came home from work and just like grabbed a beer and sat on a couch and watched football. I don't watch, I don't watch sports. I'm really kind of boring. <laughs> like, um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, um, the second thing is, and this took me a lot longer to figure out. Um, but when you have that kind of drive to do stuff, to make stuff or do something extra, uh, you just kind of find time or you just kind of put this pressure on yourself to do it at all costs. And so I think, I mean, I think you need to communicate with your spouse or the people in your life that you love, uh, who want you to spend more time with them. Um, I mean, I need to schedule things out like things need to be scheduled. If, if I don't, if I don't schedule out time with my wife or a date night or pizza night or whatever it is, or time with our family, then my brain just starts filling it in already. Like, Oh, okay. I could interview someone for the podcast then. And like, okay, next Thursday I'll do this. And, um, but I think, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, Oh, the one thing that I've, a hundred percent. What I started realizing is if I stayed past five at work, you know, my wife didn't like that. And a lot of times as a youth minister working for the church or working for a job where, uh, where you're trying to get as much done as possible, or maybe you have tons of projects, open-ended projects. You're trying to just figure out and do the best you can with, um, uh, you know, you can, you can kind of, especially if you're setting your own hours, this is the other thing. If you're setting your own hours, you can come into work whenever you want. You can leave whenever you want. So, um, it's easy to get distracted and like you get distracted for 20 minutes and you go, okay, well I'll just stay 20 minutes longer. Someone comes into your office and you're like, okay, well I'll just, you know, someone talks to you for an hour and you're like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll stay an hour longer tonight. Uh, two things. One, I set my time that I'm going to come home. And two, uh, if, if people are sleeping, they don't care if you take that time away, you know, that quality time away from them. <laughs> so what I realized is I just had to wake up earlier and I was, I was trying to stay up really late and doing all types of stuff when people went to bed after people went to bed. Um, but I didn't really get much done and I was tired from the day. And so, um, you know, it, I used to work maybe nine to six or nine to seven, or then you'd have a meeting in the evening at seven. So you wouldn't get home. So you work nine to nine or 10 to nine or something like that. Um, and so if my wife and, and my kids are asleep, that is time that I can use to work. And so I just started waking up early. Uh, the earlier, the better I got to this point and I was horrible at waking up early. Like I was awful. Like I slept through there in college, uh, in inorganic chemistry, we had three exams. I slept through the first two. <laughs> we only had three. And the guy let me, he let me retake those first two and I still bombed them. Um, so I thought I was really bad at waking up early. And, uh, for the longest time I would just set a super early alarm and get depressed when I couldn't wake up early. But when I, what everything changed when I just started telling myself, go to bed at nine, that's it. You win if you go to bed at nine. So go to bed at nine every night. Nothing, nothing good really happens after nine anyways during the week. I mean, maybe you write something, uh, maybe, but it's not really good. I found it's not good quality. You know, you're keeping people up, whatever. So I just started going to bed at nine and after my body got to this point where it said, okay, we have enough, we have enough sleep, dude. Like, you know, let's maybe, uh, let's wake up. 
um, my body just started waking up earlier. And then when I started waking up earlier, when you get into work two hours before everyone else, and by the time it's nine, you've already answered all your emails. You've already done all the not fun work. You feel like a super, you feel so you, this sounds bad, but I I'm willing to capitalize on any emotion that will help me, you know, wake up earlier. You feel better than all of your coworkers. (laughs) And I, I've told my coworkers that, and it's not like, it's not like it's a competition, but you feel better than ever. You feel better than the world. You feel better than animals who sleep in later than you, right? Like you've, you've been productive, you know, you've, you've, you found your nut and buried it for the day and squirrels are sleeping. So you're like, you're out there in the world. You've already gotten all your stuff done. And then you look at the clock and you're like, man, I would have just been coming in. I would have been, I, I would have just been making my cup of coffee. I would have just been kind of walking around and then other people come in and everyone's, how are you doing? How's your day? No, me, you know, if you wake up early enough, the earlier, the better you've already prayed. You've already answered all your email. You've already done all the stuff that takes, you know, a lot of focused energy. I've also found all the, you know, creative type work or analytical type work. There's a book called When by Daniel Pink that I've ordered, but I listened to a podcast where he was talking about early morning should be your time for more analytical type work, processing, thinking, planning type stuff. So doing that without someone coming in and asking you where your TPS report is or whatever. That's such an old reference. I need to delete that from my brain. Um, so I've found that I wake up as early as possible and get to work as early as possible. I might get into work on a good day. I get into work at 6 a.m. And then from 6 – and then you leave work at 4. You've worked – let's see how many hours. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. You've worked 10 hours that day. You leave at 4 maybe. Let's say you leave an hour early. So your wife's like, wow, my husband comes home at 4 every day. He comes home an hour early. That's awesome. And then you spend time, you know, spend a little time together, do some stuff, get, get the dinner ready, get, get the evening ready and all of that. And then, uh, yeah, like, so I don't know that those, hopefully that helps us a few things. Um, there's a few more things. I'm writing a book called, uh, your first two years in Catholic youth ministry. And I'm going to be talking about some of this stuff. I'm also going to be writing articles on a lot of this type of stuff. Um, I have an article, I forget what it's called, but I'll put it in show notes. Uh, I heard that Cheryl Sandberg, who uh, used to work at Facebook, she would go home at five every day talking about Parkinson's law and work expanding to fill the time needed and all that stuff. So anyways, there's edmundmitchell.com. I have some articles on stuff like that. So anyways, I'm working on that stuff. If you want to, if you're interested in that stuff, let me know. Hopefully that helps. Anyways, Katie. Wow. That was a long answer. Katie, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the voicemail. Thanks for supporting the show. Patreon.com slash the show. Um, yeah, Katie, I hope that helps. Let me know. Let's listen. Uh, let's see if we got time for another. We're going to have to wrap this up soon, but let's see if we got time for one more voicemail. Here we go. Oh, cool. This is this is Kyle. I'm real pumped to be on the show. I'm actually in New Mexico right now. And I'm... Oh, this is Kyle. This is Kyle. O- yeah, this is Kyle O'Bear. Uh, friend from church. We go to we we go we went to the same church. And, uh, and he was in my youth group. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but he was in my youth group. So, um, yeah, wait, sorry. Sorry. I got a little distracted there. Got distracted. Here we go. So, uh, he said he's in New Mexico right now on a mission trip. Hi, Kyle. Also, he, uh, attends my alma mater, our alma mater. Uh, can it be your alma mater if you haven't graduated from it yet? I'm not sure. So anyways, um, here we go. Mission trip. I promise that this is designated free time. It's a very small amount that we get, and I'm not like leaving people to go do this. I would like to promise that. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm out here. I taught some kids in middle school math today, which was cool because it's kind of like when you just get beat down by something for three years, middle school math. At some point, you get okay, and you just start beating down kids with it. My gosh, they went over comparing like terms. I remember struggling with this as a kid, and it just felt so real that I was able to really turn the tables on them. Like, Mrs. Krieger, if you're listening to this show, which I'm sure she is, because it's kind of like a worldwide type situation, I want you to know that, like, the student has become the master. And now- Ooh, Kyle. Kyle's saying the student has become the master, Mrs. Krieger. Kyle's giving a shout-out to his math teacher. You know, you don't, you're not good at math, and then pretty soon 
you know, you are good at math. I've never experienced that part, but you know, Kyle's saying it and I believe it, you know, he's, he's teaching middle schoolers math in New Mexico, which apparently they are probably in a, they're probably in a, they're probably experiencing a math, uh, a math drought in New Mexico, which is why Kyle's down there on a mission trip, teaching people math because they're without math. Um, and then you learn math and then you start teaching and then you're like, well, okay, take that Mrs. Krieger from sixth grade math or fifth grade math. So, uh, I, I get what you're saying, Kyle. I'm actually not that great at math and I didn't realize it until I was in call. Well, kind of like transitioning out of Georgia tech. I went to be a biomedical engineer and I'm like, yeah, I got to take calc three. And, um, I realized that my whole problem in math was that I learned well, one, I was not forced to memorize any of my times tables or my addition table, like addition, like, like simple addition. I can't do very fast. I, I like mess up on and times table for sure. Um, and then the other thing is that I was super slow because when we lived in Germany, I think we lived in Germany. We, we, I went to school on base and they taught us to do math. It was like, I was super young, maybe first or second grade, but they were teaching us to do math. I don't know if this is what you would do today, but they were teaching you how to like, look at the numbers, like three plus six. And there were these places on the numbers that you had to touch. They were like counting dots, I guess. And so you could count, you know, you'd go three plus, and then on the six, you go three plus. So three, and then you'd count out six dots on the number six. This probably makes no sense at all. But so anyways, this was this like slow crutch way that I had of working some of these out. And I would do the same thing with multiplication, right? So you do two times four. Well, you'd look at the four and you'd count two, four times. So you go two, four, six, eight, two times four is eight. Yes. Got it. Um, but I would do that all the time. And when you're a sophomore in college, studying to become an engineer that really slows you down because you just got to get the multiplications. And I remember then when we moved to Mississippi and, um, I was in the grade where you had to pass the timed, like they timed you and you had to get the whole multiplications chart kind of filled in, in a certain amount of time. Um, I, I kept failing and I just barely would make it doing my quick, doing my little like long form. It was horrible. So, um, yeah, I think I might take up memorizing my multiplications tables again. Maybe Kyle's kind of inspired me. And if, you know, maybe, or maybe I won't, and maybe I'll just move to New Mexico. Uh, let's hear, I think there's a little bit left. So Mrs. Krieger, if you're listening, let us know, and we'll get you and Kyle in touch maybe for a little bit of a reconciliation session because sounds like um, sounds like it was a contentious relationship. I don't know, but I'm just hearing, you know, I'm reading into Kyle's voice a little bit. I'm the one that scares middle school kids and like teaches them weird things about math that's like very, very relevant to their lives, no matter what career they choose. But yeah, you know, show, real big fan. That's all I really got to say, and I'll uh, catch you guys later. Well, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for calling in. Uh, man, Kyle, we have Kyle to thank for the interview with a Jedi Knight. Uh, you can check out what episode was that? That was episode diggity, diggity, diggity. Gosh, I just did a, I don't, you know, there's like, there's like 10 of you that are going to get that reference at just what I just did with my, that sound I just made. Uh, episode 13, a real life Jedi from the temple of the Jedi order. Uh, we have Kyle to thank for that. Kyle was helping me brainstorm just some out of the box ideas for the show because, um, you know, I don't want this to be like every other kind of show that someone like me might do. And some of you are going to understand what I mean and some of you aren't and that's okay. Should we do one more? Let's just do one more voicemail. Uh, let's check the chat box on Facebook because we're live on Facebook. Um, hi, mom. You can always count on my mom to be the most active person in the chat box. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, lots of people in here. Thanks, everyone, for being in here. Okay, let's listen to one last voicemail, and then we got to wrap this up. My wife needs breakfast or needs lunch, and she's trapped upstairs. I, not because I've imprisoned her, but because her her womb, her uterus has imprisoned her. Because she, she can't she can't go up and downstairs until she's fully recovered 
from, you know, from the child. So let's listen to this next one. Uh, let's see what this is. What's going on, Edmund and the show, which is your, is your, uh, like Patreon and everything. Like, is the name just like the show, which if it is super smart, cause somebody's going to buy that from you. And, uh, yeah, man. Okay. I think this is, I think this is Nick. I think this is my friend, Nick. NickGutierrez.com, I think, or SundaySalm.com, maybe, or something like that. Anyway, this is Nick. I, at first, I couldn't tell. I was thinking maybe I knew who this was, but but then I then it just hit me. Nick. This is Nick. So let's listen. Yeah, Patreon.com slash the show is a great generic name because I couldn't come up with a better name for the show. So let's um, let's keep going. I mean, not to say that you're just in this podcasting game for just naming it the show just to reap the benefits of <laughs> buy it later. Anyway, I've always just thought that. I don't think I've ever said that to you in person, even though I see you all the time. Anyway, um, I'm on spring break right now. Ooh, spring I think break. we're all on spring break, actually. Not yeah. with me. Spring break isn't just limited to me. But I say I'm on spring break because I scheduled off of work, like all of work. Ooh. And I needed it. I needed it so, so good. I needed it, and I'm in it, and I have no idea what to do with myself. I cut the lawn twice today like not at two separate like times i like gave it a double cut like at the same time um got a new electric mower wait, wait, um, what? i've been rearranging the crap out of my house because I, I i have no idea what to do so if you could just let me know what to do because you're a doer of all things and none of us know how you do it so what what do you what, what do you do with the with the things that you do and the the free time that you don't have, seemingly. Wait, what? Like, do you do, do you say do you plan out your week and say I'm gonna have free time here, or does your free time entail other things? Oh, that's I think I think I speak for everyone here. I think we all just want to know uh, how many times you cut your lawn uh, in one go. I think that's I think that's what we all want to know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Nick. Thanks for calling in. Um, I think I understand the question. I think it's, uh, you know, what, you know, what's my free time like, right? Like what's, what do I do with my free time? And then, uh, do I, do I cut my lawn twice? I don't cut my lawn twice. I do. So this is related to the last question. I do, I do, uh, I do actually have free time where I don't do stuff, neurotic stuff like this. Um, and that's normally physical stuff. So, I really, I don't know if I'm OCD or I'm just, um, uh, smarter than everyone, but I really like things to be clean, like organized, I guess not clean. My wife and I always get in fights cause she's like, well, you're not cleaning. You're just moving stuff around. <laughs> I like things to be organized. So doing physical things that feel good, like, um, like kind of, you know, organizing things or yeah, like you said, like lawn care and stuff like that. Um, I do, I do tend to have at least a, a, a period of time of stuff like that, at least every day. Uh, I try to work that in, especially if my brain's starting to fry. So free time. Yeah. I have free time where I'm, I'll start cleaning or doing projects around the house or uh, yeah, mowing the lawn. The weird part is that's kind of my time to process and think about other stuff. Um, and this is bad. Probably this is probably a confession. Um, and this probably isn't good. And if you've read the book, the power of silence, which people keep re- Re- uh, recommending to me, but I listen to tons of podcasts. Like I, I love podcasts. And, um, if I have free time around the house and no one's around, or if I have free time, like if I'm doing things around the house, I won't like put headphones in. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, um, just completely removed from my family. But if you know, the kids are doing one thing and the wife's doing one thing and then I'm doing other stuff, I'll listen to podcasts. And a lot of, I don't know why this is probably horrible, but I definitely am starting to work in more silent time for my brain to just kind of drift and and not have something going on or to just spend time with someone else. But when there are conversations happening on podcasts I listen to, um, it helps me kind of, I I don't know, my brain goes into this mode where I'm thinking about the, I I just have to have these kind of ideas going on. I don't know. This might be, this might be sharing maybe too much. There might, there might be problems with me. There might, I might have problems, but the free time I kind of fill up with, um, with uh with podcasts kind of so hi nina hello nina 
little shout out to Nina. She, Nina said hi in the in the Facebook group or in the Facebook live thing. Um, so my free time, yeah, I'll do a lot of projects uh, around the house or organize stuff or uh, exercise is great. Uh, I really like cooking, so like cooking for you know free time cooking is kind of. Uh, but always listening to podcasts. So thanks for asking, Nick. Thanks for that. And um, I think that's it. I think we're just going to go out on that. This was great. Remember, patreon.com slash the show or uh, April 17th. Uh, you can leave me a voicemail at uh, 817-527-1423. I got to go. Got to call Tony. We're going we're gonna to talk about the show right now. I'm late in calling him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, happy Easter again, everybody. Uh, happy whatever day you celebrate. And... Um, yeah, just thanks. Just just take care of yourself and have a good one. We'll talk to you later. We got a bunch of um, interesting guests that are coming up that I'm very excited about. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Let me know what you think about the show or any questions you have. Don't be, you know, don't be that guy, but let me know. So this is fun. This is great. It's been a pleasure being here with you guys virtually and in your ears. Thanks for giving me your time and your attention. Show's over.